Hoops. I'm Adam Klepstig, joined by co-host Michael Guyman. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm great. How are you? Oh, can't complain. I know it's been a while since we've done one of these. We want to try to get some podcasts out more regularly, you know, with life and everything. Our schedules haven't always aligned, but uh, we think we got a good plan moving forward. We should be bringing these podcasts to you uh, more recently. We don't necessarily have a standardized format for all these podcasts, but for this first one, we are going to start with a familiar segment. Um, Normally, we would do the top 20 players of the last week. Um, We're going to do top 20 players over the last two weeks, sort of give a little summary of where we've been at recently. There might be some players to add embedded in here. There might not. Let's find out. Here we go, top 20 players of the past two weeks. And the top player over the last two weeks, no, it's not James Harden, it's Anthony Davis. Yeah, and there's really no surprise here if you've been paying attention. Um, Anthony Davis is getting his, obviously, double-double of 25 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, He's hitting over a three a game, which is nice. Uh, Not the big assist guy, but, you know, it's kind of been his thing. But he's getting over two steals and three blocks, and that right there will win you a matchup. Uh, Hitting 54% and 91% from the line. I mean, I know it's been the past two weeks, but that is insane, especially from a big guy like that. He's taking a lot of shots, the high usage. Um... Yeah, he's definitely, last two weeks, if you've had him, I'm sure you're very happy. And those are straight-up elite numbers, and those defensive stats, not just over these past two weeks, but on the whole year, have been uh, causing Anthony Davis to push Harden for that number one fantasy spot. It's still Harden, but Davis is coming up close in the rear. Our number two player over the past two weeks is Clint Capella of the Houston Rockets. Clint Capella has been getting his points up. He's now averaging last two weeks 20 points and 16 rebounds. Think about that. The last two weeks you have Clint Capella 20 and 16. That's what he's averaging. Yeah, 1.3 assists, but he's getting over a steal and over a block, all while shooting 63% from you know field goal, and he's shooting 86% from the line. That. Like, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why he's number two. And that free throw percentage is something to watch moving forward. If Capella could ever do that consistently, we're talking about a guy that shoots up from a top 30 player year in and year out to a top 15, you know, may, might be pushing the first round depending on the size of your league. All right. And the next player is Robert Covington of the Minnesota Timberwolves. First thing I thought when I heard his name uh, was steals. And yes, the last two weeks he's been getting you 3.0 steals. That's incredible. As well as over a block a game, shooting 48%, getting six rebounds. Yeah, 15 points, but what do you expect? But he's hitting three threes a game, uh, two assists. Could be better from the line, but those steals, the defensive stats, it's happening. He's rejecting people and he's getting the boards and threes for it. And this is really nice to see from Covington. Up to this point, he's been one of the biggest disappointments of this fantasy season, but it's nice to see that he is getting it together now. All right, next player is Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns. 
Devin Booker does play a lot of minutes. I mean, the last two weeks, 37. And it's a hot streak, but, I mean, if he averages... So last two weeks, he's averaging 31 points a game. If he does that in a season sometime soon, I wouldn't be the most surprised. Uh, two threes a game, getting almost four rebounds, six assists, a steal. No blocks, but, you know, it's a shooting guard. But he's hitting 51% from the field goal and 96 almost from the line. So shooting numbers are incredible. It's high volume. He's getting a lot of good points. And it's the Phoenix Suns, so he's going to be shooting the ball like crazy. And the next player, the fifth best player over the past two weeks, is none other than LeBron James. Kind of nice to see this from him. This is a guy who has had a nice bounce-back season as far as fantasy goes. Obviously, in real life, he's still the same LeBron James he's always been. But, you know, last year fell out of the top ten in fantasy. This year he is a top ten fantasy player, and it is because of stretches like this. Yeah, um... 9.7 9.7 rebounds and 9.7 assists with two, 27.7 points. So, yeah, let's just say he's averaging a triple-double the last two weeks. Not too surprised. Getting two threes. Uh, shooting as usual above 50%. Um, he's still struggling from the line a little bit, but you're getting basically a triple-double with good field goal numbers. And uh, they are the, they're competing for a championship. It's a championship or bust for the Lakers. So, you know, the best guy on the team is going to play a lot, and he's going to try to win. So he's always available. And the next guy is a guy that seems to fly under the radar every year, and I think it's because he plays for the Bulls. But the sixth best player over the last two weeks is Zach Levine. Zach Levine reminds me a lot of Devin Booker. They're playing about the same amount of minutes, getting about the same amount of points. It's because those guys just jack up a ton of shots and – They've been pretty good. I mean, Devin Book, he was 51%. Zach Levine, Zach Levine, the last two weeks, 47%. You're getting those crazy, good, efficient numbers of shooting from high-volume shooters. There's a reason why they're top 10 solid players the last two weeks. Um, yeah, Levine's getting 30 points. He's getting you over three threes and two steals. That's extremely efficient, well-deserved. All right, and our next player is a guy who's been not only a big surprise over the past two weeks, but just a big surprise this whole year. It looks like he is back in Miami, motivated. We know he's not in Miami. He's in Portland now, none other than Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, he is definitely one of the main nominees. I don't care what league you drafted in, Hassan Whiteside is the steal of the draft, or at least one of the big candidates um, the last two weeks. But again, like Adam said, he's been doing this all year. Um, he's getting you 16 points over 15 rebounds, shooting 54%. And he's getting you almost four blocks a game, 3.7 blocks a game. I mean, he has games. He gets five, three, seven. It's insane. Um, my only thing is, though, listeners, is yes, he's having a crazy, crazy good year. But Nurk is supposed to come back sometime in February. And the Portland Trailblazers are the 10th seed in the West. So yeah, Hassan Whiteside might be a good fantasy player, but we all know Nurkic is the guy that wins some games. So I'm curious to see how Hassan Whiteside keeps going until uh, Nurkic gets back. I'm really curious. But for now, if you have him, you're having a great time. And little teaser, we're actually going to have a little discussion on this later because I share a different view than Michael. I think Whiteside is not going to be affected by the, ter- the return of Nurkic. 
And we're not going to talk too much about that now, but just a little teaser for what's to come later in the podcast. All right, our next player is DeMar DeRozan, San Antonio Spurs. Another guy that's kind of flying under the radar this year just because we kind of know what he is. He's kind of been the same fantasy player for, you know, the past, honestly, five, six, seven years. Uh, But, you know, just putting up great numbers again with the Spurs and over the past two weeks, he is a top 10 player. Yeah, I can't remember when DeRozan was ever averaging 29 points per game again it's the past two weeks but that's some you know consistent points he's producing uh not a lot of threes from him but you know from the guard position you kind of want something and um he's getting his six rebounds a game which is nice or five assists that's good uh just shy of a steal and zero blocks but a reason why i think he's getting so many points is because his field goal percentage is 60 percent i mean you score more the better the more shots go in so uh, there's that and he's shooting about 91 percent from the line so uh, very efficient numbers from DeMar DeRozan last two weeks yeah and that type of field goal percentage is very rare from a shooting guard that's almost unheard of unless you're this next guy Ben Simmons Philadelphia 76ers he's always been good but he is definitely on a hot streak lately and who's to say he won't turn it down again Embiid's been hurt but they don't play the same position but um, another thing Ben Simmons he's averaging almost 40 minutes a game on top of that 20 points he's never been known for a point guy so if you have him it's a nice surprise there Uh, 11 rebounds seven assists two steals and just shy of a block while hitting 57 percent field goal and yeah his free throw is a liability but there's very strong numbers and everything else kind of can push him over the top there all right, and this next player, the 10th best player of the past two weeks is Kawhi Leonard, L.A. Clippers. I'm actually surprised he played four games in the last two weeks. But uh, Kawhi Leonard, again, no big surprise, deserves being the top 10. If you have him, you know what you're getting. He's getting 27 points, just shy of two three-pointers, seven rebounds, four assists. He is getting two and a half steals, which is, you know, big hands and all, uh, .5 blocks, 46% shooting while 90% from the line. Yeah, sounds like Kawhi Leonard just a little bit of extra, you know, good, like, yeah, I like it. It's about what he averages in a way. A little better, but yeah, top 10. And this next guy is really interesting because he's having, I don't want to call it a breakout season. He's taking the next step that a lot of people thought he would take from his rookie season, but he's taking it in a much different way than I think a lot of people expected. We're talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies, the 11th best player over the past two weeks. So he's one of the best players on the Grizzlies, if not the best. I know Morant's good and all, but you got to think they're the eighth seed. Uh, they want to win. You know, they just had a great draft pick last year. So with all that being said, Jared Jackson Jr., Triple J, is getting 30 minutes a game. Now he's averaging 20 and a half points. And what makes him so valuable, if you have him on your team, is he's a power forward slash center. He's a big boy. It's getting three and a half threes a game. That's huge. That's guard numbers. That's good guard numbers. So you're getting that with your center, power forward, your set. Six rebounds, give me it. One and a half assists, what do you expect? Just shy of a steal, but he's also getting two blocks a game with 57% field goal. So, um, yeah, he's definitely stepped up. What a nice surprise there if you have him. 20 points. and Ooh, I love it. 
And like I mentioned earlier, with uh, Jaron Jackson in his rookie year, he was a guy that was getting over a steal and a block per game. So I think what most people were thinking heading into year two was that the defensive stats were going to explode. He would stay out of foul trouble, be more active on the boards, but that's just not what's happened. He has taken a step forward, but it's coming from the three-point shooting, which is also driving his overall scoring up. And you know, the defensive stats have actually gotten worse on the season, You know, not over the past couple of weeks, but on the season for Jaron Jackson Jr., and so just really interesting to see he's getting better, but he's just doing it in a different way than everyone thought he would have. All right, and the next player, 12th best player over the past two weeks, Jim Harden of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, don't freak out. I know what you're thinking. Not top 10, not top 5, not number 1. What's going on? James, come on. All right, relax. It's okay. It's really just efficiency that's hurting him because he's still getting you 33.5 points. He's almost getting you five threes. Nine rebounds, eight assists, over a steal, and over a block, okay? Sounds like your typical James Harden. Really nice to have, right? Okay, here's the thing. The last two weeks, he's shooting 38% field goal and getting over six turnovers a game. So that's probably why he's a little bit down the list. But again, this last two weeks, he's still elite in every other category. Hopefully, he just gets better and goes back to his normal top three self. And that field goal percentage is a real woofer. All right, the next player is Jonas Valanciunas of the Memphis Grizzlies. Man, something about the big men from Memphis, because they're significantly better than they were last year, at least at this point. But um, the last two weeks, they must have been on a hot streak because uh, Valanciunas is getting 19 points, 11 rebounds. He's also getting over a three. Nothing too, like, I want to say surprising, but that's still really nice to have. Um, two and a half assists, nothing crazy, over a block, which is nice, and he's shooting a uh, 64% field goal. So that does make him more valuable, especially the last two weeks. Hoping he can keep it up. And uh, he's also hitting, wow, I didn't know he was uh, about 86% from the line. So he's just a good shooter, it looks like. So, and he's getting 26 and a half minutes. So, should keep it up. Yeah, and that type of free throw shooting is really nice to get from a center. All right, next player, fresh back from injury, and it's like he never missed a beat, De'Aaron Fox from the Sacramento Kings. No, you took my take. I was going to say, fear no longer if you had him and you're hurt and you're a question. I know some people made trades. They're like, nah, I don't trust him anymore. Yeah, well, whoever got him now is uh, benefiting from it. Over uh, 34 minutes, which is nice. Not no restriction, even though it's nothing too serious. All right, let's get back to the point. 24 points a game, over a three, five rebounds. Here's what's really nice about him. 7.8 assists the last two weeks. He's really taken on that point guard role, which I like. And on top of that, two, over two steals and over a block from a guard. I'm surprised he's not higher <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. Shooting 48%. And uh, 82 from the line. Four turnovers. Maybe that's why. But um, Darian Fox is definitely a nice little surprise being uh, one of the better players the past two weeks in the league. Yeah, it's nice to see him come back healthy and strong. All right, next player, 15th best player over the past two weeks is the big chungus Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Mr. Rollercoaster here. Um, he's getting 26 points, giving you uh, two and a half threes, uh, about 10 rebounds. Four and a half assists, uh, less than a steal, and not even close to a blocking game. He's never really been the biggest blocker. But uh, he's getting 55% from the field goal, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's just another good shooter. Uh, what did you say he was, 15th? Yep. Hmm. 
Yeah, if you own Jokic, you do want to see that go up. Again, it's the last two weeks, but he's played every game the last two weeks. Um, and you kind of want him to be in the top 10 because it's probably where you drafted him. But his numbers aren't terrible. Terrible Now, what I don't know, Adam. What do you think? Why he's not, in the, why he's not higher? What's uh, hurting him? The defensive stats? Uh, I, well, he's never been a guy to get defensive stats. I think it's the assists. That four and a half assists is usually mm -hmm. higher. Yeah. I used to be like flirting with six and whatnot and really up there even like he was like almost, I remember people would, before the season started, um, he was top 10 guy easily. It's because he always flirted with a triple double, but the last two weeks he's getting under five assists and not even 10 rebounds almost, but. 9.7. 9.7. He'll get there. I mean, yeah, I don't see him falling down anytime soon. He's going to stay around top 15 for a fact. So there's Jokic for you. All right. The next guy is Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat. One of the best guys that's not known for scoring, you know, 28-plus a game and all that. Yeah, last two weeks of getting you know, 21 points, which here's what's nice, 9.5 rebounds and 6 assists. Those are just great stats. You don't really, you know, expect him to get – high like that almost a double double game uh one and a half steals which does sound good but butler's known for more so you could argue that one and a half steals the past two weeks is low for him or average uh see a lot of these players are just shooting really well these last two weeks jimmy butler's shooting 56 percent it's not gonna happen all the time but hey ride it while you can and he's uh 83 from the line that's all right and he's not getting a ton of turnovers for his usage so yeah butler top 20 player absolutely and this next guy's been rolling. He's been rolling all year, and as long as he can stay healthy, he's just going to be an absolute stud for years to come. We're talking about Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Trey Young is uh, getting a whopping three, 32.5 points, uh, four three-pointers, which contributes to the points there, uh, six rebounds for a point guard, and not a tall one. So that's kind of nice to see him getting that. Uh, nine and a half assists. So, you know, he's getting that true point guard form again. Uh, he's getting you a steal. Not any blocks, but what do you expect? Um, his thing, and it's not too surprising, but 43% field goal. You kind of expect it. It's also the last two weeks, but he's good from the line at 85. That also could be a little better. And he's hurt with the five turnovers a game. But, I mean, he's young. The Hawks are the worst team in the league. Well, no, but they're one of them. Actually, they're tied. Yeah, they're tied for the worst team in the league with Golden State. Um, so you're just going to play the crap out of him for time being. So if you have him, please ride it out and have fun with his crazy scoring. And the next guy seems to take a step forward every year, but we are now in year number three of this player's career, and it is by far the best year of his career so far. We're talking about Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, he's just one of the most, like, as far as efficient. He kind of just sprinkles around everywhere. Uh, last two weeks, he's getting 21 points. He's just shy of two three-pointers, uh, six and a half rebounds, three assists, a steal and a half, a block. So there's the defense right there, uh, 45% from the field goal and 91% from the line. And he's getting less than, turn turnover, yeah, less than two turnovers a game. So, yeah, uh, Jason Tatum, nothing really shocking. He's kind of just doing what he averages in a way so and hey if that's top 20 then be happy you have him all right next player is damian lillard portland trailblazer he started out the season so hot and not that he's bad now i mean he's getting 25 points per game the last two weeks uh but you do want to see him you know reach 
closer to the top 10, but I'll continue. Uh, three and a half three-pointers, four rebounds, um, just shy of eight assists. That is nice to see. Um, under a steal and not even close to a block a game. Uh, shooting 45% and 88 from the line. Uh, only two and a half turnovers. Hmm. Maybe more rebound? I don't know. I guess people are just playing better than him the last two weeks because he's not really playing bad. So, but yeah. Lord. Yeah, and sometimes that happens, you know. Yeah. There are just periods where a lot of players are really hot. Uh, but mm-hmm. this next guy is just having a phenomenal year, and it's really nice to see this, you know. Uh, both this player, you know, we're talking about Jamal Murray, Denver Nuggets. Both him and Gary Harris were young budding guards on the Nuggets. And at first glance, it appeared like Gary Harris was going to be the better player and was sorting to be the leader of that Denver backcourt for years to come. Uh, but these last two years, I think, have proven otherwise. And Jamal Murray, I believe, is the second-best player on the Nuggets. And let's take a look at what he is doing the last two weeks. He is the 20th-best player over the last two weeks. Can you imagine when you drafted Jamal Murray and one time in the – during the season for two matchups he's going to be a top 20 player <laughs> that's just awesome and there's a reason why with his uh 22 points uh one and a half threes four rebounds five assists over a steal while all shooting 47 percent from the field goal and he's getting about 94 percent from the line so just very good shooting high usage um 35 point uh, minutes per game and he's only getting about 1.2 turnovers a game so that adds to his efficiency And those extraordinarily low turnovers and that extremely high free throw percentage is what's really pushing Murray up these last two weeks. But he has been doing that pretty much the whole year. Mm -hmm. All right, and that will wrap up the top 20 players of the past two weeks. We are going into our next segment, which is called Who's Hot and Who's Not. Who's hot? Who's not? This is a segment where we are going to go over some players who've been playing well recently that you might want to add if they're on your waiver wire, and also some players that might already be on a roster where it might be time to cut bait with them. All right, so first, who's hot? Uh, First player that is just scorching hot right now is going to be Kevin Herter of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I guess he's a starting shooting guard now, and who would have thought this guy would be someone like a must-own player as of now? I mean, I think if you're a basketball fan, we all know we've heard of him. He has his streaks of really nice shooting, soft touch, but um, I'm kind of upset that I didn't scoop him up. And the thing with him, he's rebounding, he's getting assists, the defensive stats are okay, the percentages are okay, the field goal's a little low, uh, but... He just has a nice opportunity as the starting shooting guard at the uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, and he really should not be on any waiver wires. Uh, the next guy could be more of a long-term ad, definitely a short-term ad, but it's sort of unclear where this position is going for the Golden State Warriors. But we are talking about Amari Spellman. He's uh, been starting at center over Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, you know, he's playing well, he's scoring, he's a big that shoots threes, 
Rebounding's okay, uh, but recently he's been getting a ton of steals, a decent amount of blocks, and the field goal percentage is good. So if you are lucky enough to scoop up Amari Spellman, you are reaping those benefits right now. And if you are in a league where he is available, I would definitely recommend giving him a look. All right, our next guy is probably not for everyone. He fits a certain type of team. It might be yours, it might not. But we're talking about Maxi Kleber of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, he's always... um. Like you can pick him up, you can't, he has hot streaks, but here's the thing. He gets a lot of blocks, he plays a lot of minutes, so there's always opportunity for him to get more. Um, he is taking Porzingis as a spot for now, and I unfortunately not quite sure how long Porzingis is expected to be out. But again, if you need some blocks, need some rebounds and threes, I mean, it's a power forward center, it's a big boy position, so power forward, I believe, just. But regardless, he's making threes, getting blocks, getting points and rebounds. Uh, hardly no assists, but... You know, you're going to pick up what you need for him. But he definitely should be one of the players to keep an eye on on the waiver wire. And and especially if you need those blocks, that's a guy to look at. Uh, this next guy, like Kleber, is more of a short-term ad. He's getting more playing time due to an injury. And we're talking about, uh, bear with me if I butcher this last name because it is tough to say. Um, we are talking about Nemanja Bialica of the Sacramento Kings filling in for Marvin Bagley as the starting power forward for the Kings right now. Uh, yeah, Adam and I have a league together, and this guy's bounced around for quite some time. But uh, our last person, our last member that uh, snagged him, is just wreaking the benefits from it. Um, my main thing I always want to look for is minutes. How many minutes? How many? How much are they playing? Well, Bialica. I mean, the last two weeks he's playing over thirty-one minutes a game. Uh, with that. 16 points, three threes, nine rebounds. So you got to think about that. 16 points, three threes, nine rebounds with two assists, a steal, a half a block, all out shooting 42, or excuse me, 52%. And 70 from the line, two turnovers. Yeah, I mean, why would he be a free agent? But he's definitely been there this year. So, And one thing I'd have to think about, too, if I'm the Kings front office, is it seems this this seems to happen every time Bagley is hurt because Bagley's been hurt for a good chunk of these first two years of his career. And every time it happens, Bialika balls out. And if I'm in the Kings front office, I might wonder, you know, what would happen if we start Bialika at power forward all the time and start Bagley at center? It's not, you know, I know Rashawn Holmes is playing well this year. They got Dwayne Dudman, they got Harry Giles, but Bagley might be more of a natural fit at center. And if it allows you to keep Bialika in a prominent role, I might just give that a look when I, if I'm the Kings when Bagley does return. Just an interesting idea. No, I agree because they're giving him, he has the minutes and he's producing in the minutes. That's when you know a guy should be valuable or looked at. If a guy's getting over 30 minutes a game and not doing anything with it, well, there you go. This guy is taking advantage of what he's given. So I, can, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. All right. And this next guy... Uh, was sort of like Bialika and Kleber. You know, he's he's been sort of in this category for a while, uh, but he sort of played himself into a more prominent role. You know, Bucks are healthy now, but we're talking about Dante Davincenzo. He's sixth man for the Bucks. 
Uh, you know, can play both point guard and shooting guard. And his big category is steals. DaVincenzo is averaging two steals per game over the past two weeks. Good shooting, both from the field and from the line. Decent rebounder. Not a huge assist guy, despite being a guard. Uh, but he's not a liability there either, and he can knock in some threes too. Just a really solid player. He's not really going to wow you in any category except for the steals, but he's not really going to hurt you anywhere either. And he's just a really solid guy to own if you can scoop him up off your waiver wire right now. All right, and next, who's not? So we're going to talk about some players who might be on your team Hopefully they're on a team of somebody else in your league and they're players that you should probably cut bait with. All right, the first player, um, it's more of an injury situation, but it applies nonetheless. We're talking about Blake Griffin of the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, even when he was healthy, he was getting 15 points and just shy of five rebounds. Not a big assist guy, but still. Uh, I know a lot of people want to hold on to him, but it's just not looking good. He wasn't even playing that well to begin with. We don't know what's going to happen with Andre Drummond and the trades. It just doesn't look promising. I don't think he's dying to come back anytime soon. Um, but that is a big name in the league. It's Blake Griffin. You know, he's the dunk champion and everything. And he, when he's healthy, he's well. But um, if you have him, I get you can put him on IR how many higher spots do you have? Every league is different, but it's not like he was producing, you know, top 20, 30, whatever numbers, even when he was healthy. Yep, can't really disagree with that too much. Next player is Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies. This guy was really hyped going into this season, balled out during summer league, but I think it's time to cut the cord. He is just simply not getting the minutes. I think a lot of people thought that he would just come play so well um, and that would sort of force the Grizzlies to trade Valanchunas to open up playing time for him. Hasn't happened. Valanchunas has been phenomenal. The Grizzlies are competing. They're the eighth seed in the West right now. So they're not really looking to just turn it over to Clark. You know, they're going to roll with their best bigs. And right now that's Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jonas Valanchunas. Clark you know, barely sniffs 20 minutes a game. The role just isn't there. You know, he is good when he plays, but he's just not having the opportunity right now. And with the Grizzlies seriously in contention for a playoff spot, they're just going to push Triple J and Valanciunas more. So I think it is time to cut the cord. All right. And our next player, he's been pretty solid all year. Uh, but, you know, now that the team's starting to get healthy, D'Angelo Russell's back, uh, I think it is time to cut the cord on Alec Burks of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they're not really competing for anything. And even players like Draymond Green, who, you know, when the team's healthy, he's one of the best fantasy players just for how unique he is. But um, it's going to be one of those fan- as real-life teams where in fantasy you kind of like stay away from the Warriors. You know, you might want to pick up maybe Glenn Robinson for a day or two and whatever. But, Alec, like again, what Adam was saying, Alec Burks used to be a must-own guy, very consistent with um, this season. He's averaging 16 points um, over a three, o- over a steal even. But um, it's only downhill from here, and if you need to make some moves and you're kind of questioning whether you can keep him or not, yeah, he's looking like a liability. So, um definitely something to think about 
All right, and our next guy, uh, I think probably should have cut bait with a couple weeks ago, but if you've been holding on, hoping that it's that it's going to return, well, the return of Kyrie Irving should have put a dash in these hopes. We're talking about Torian Prince, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think it is time to cut bait with Torian Prince. Yeah, and he's always been a good – I when I've noticed him in the league, um, get a lot of rebounds, you know, for that small – forward power forward position just like an awkwardly decent amount of rebounds but um i still see that going forward here his minutes are going to be he's not going to be as efficient not going to be shooting as much Kyrie shoots a lot more and it looks like i don't know Kyrie's been playing these last two games and he's been uh doing very very well so it's not like Torian prince needs to step up or anything like that but uh there should be a decline eventually if you don't notice one immediately well take a look especially tonight and that should be the trend moving forward with the season with Prince. Yeah, and with the return of Kyrie, they've actually been trying to start both Kyrie and Dinwiddie. Yes. And uh, they've been having Karis LeVert come off the bench. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a primary ball handler on both the first and second units. So really that opportunity for usage is just not going to be there for Prince anymore. I mean, he, even when he did have the opportunity earlier this year, he wasn't great. The field goal percentage has been terrible all year. I mean, he's really just been a threes and rebounds guy, and that's really the only areas he's been helping you. Outside of that, though, there's not much, and that's going to go away shortly with the return of Kyrie, with the return of Levert. Yeah, I didn't know his field goal was that bad. Jeez, uh, especially from a forward position, you can't really have that going on. Yeah, it is tough to hold. All right, and this next guy, if we would have done this two weeks ago, we would have been talking about him as a guy who's hot. Um, But this is a guy who's not. Um, He's having the opportunity to start a point guard for the New York Knicks with Dennis Smith Jr. out. Um, Despite having the chance to start a point guard for the Knicks, Alfred Payton has been putrid. He really only thing that he does is get assists and steals. Those are the only two categories he is good at. He doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't score. He doesn't get any blocks. The field goal percentage isn't good. The free throw percentage is a giant woofer. Can't even hit 50% of his free throws. And it's just, you know, really the only thing he is good for is if you need assists, you can stream him in. But if you've been holding Peyton, there's no long-term value. He's getting 30 minutes a game with Dennis Smith Jr. out, and he's doing nothing with it. Yeah, I was just – you said what I was going to say about the minutes. I'm a big, like, minutes guy. I always want to look at minutes, and uh, he's not doing anything with them, really. I mean, yeah, he likes to play defense. It looks like he spends all of his energy trying to swipe the ball out of someone's hand because he doesn't really do anything else. Probably too tired doing that, shooting 36% from the line. Yeah, get rid of him. And here, here's something crazy to think about. You know, that wraps up who's hot, who's not. But just a little tangential note. If I would have asked you, uh, we'll say four years ago, who's going to turn out to be the better guard, Alfred Payton or Marcus Smart, what would you have thought? Probably Alfred Payton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm old enough to remember when Alfred Payton was dropping triple doubles with the Magic in his rookie season, 
And uh, look where we have come now. Marcus Smart is now an absolute stud on the Boston Celtics, just a fiend on defense, will command a role pretty much anywhere he goes, and Alfred Payton is struggling to get minutes on one of the worst teams in the <laughs> NBA. Yeah, I remember Marcus Smart used to make a liability from the three, and now he's uh, stuffed up his game. Yeah, that's a good little question there. Yeah, wow, what happened to him? Jeez, Peyton, come on. Yeah, just crazy to see how things can change. All right, we are going to go into our next segment called Who Would You Rather? All right, and today's Who Would You Rather Have, I teased a little bit earlier, but we are going to debate between Yusuf Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside. Now, obviously, we are assuming that this is in late February. We're assuming that Nurkic is back from his injury and is, you know, he's playing, he's healthy, he looks fine. Who would you rather have? Hassan Whiteside or Yusuf Nurkic? So, I would rather... Dang, that is tough. Because initially, I would rather have Whiteside. The only reason why is because he's arguably the best fantasy center in the game so far this season. But Nurkic is, a, when, when healthy, he's a stud. He's must-own. Honestly, he's coming back in February. You should pick him up right now if you have an extra spot in your roster, IR, something... Because he's going to be well. However, what my take is Whiteside, here's the thing, okay? The Trailblazers, they're two and a half games outside of the playoffs, and they have higher expectations than that. They know it. Sure, Whiteside might be a fantasy stud, but clearly something like he's not helping him win games. That's the thing. Nurkic, when healthy, has shown he helps him win games. I don't know if it's efficiency, plus, minus, whatever it is. Something's going off. So, yeah, Whiteside's relishing this year but his team isn't so i'm just very curious on how they're gonna use him when nurkic is finally fully healthy so it's really tough but i'm gonna just stick with Whiteside because the team knows he can produce but nurkic is gonna eat man he's gonna have his time so i just if you have Whiteside, just please watch if nurkic's available please get him See, I would actually take Nurkic. I know Whiteside's been playing really well this year, but you alluded to it earlier, and Portland is on the outside looking in in the West playoff picture, and they're going to need to win some games. They added Carmelo, and while Carmelo's been all right, it hasn't really led to more winning. And when Nurkic comes back, it's going to get more tempting and more tempting for Terry Shots to just play him more and more and more. You know, him, McCollum, and Lillard have a history of playing really well together. Uh, you know, Nurkic's been a top 50 fantasy player the past two years in a row. Double-double mm-hmm. double machine will get you steals, blocks, good percentages. The only thing he doesn't really do is get you assists and shoot threes. Outside of those two categories, though, he's pretty much money in the other seven. And like both of us have said, you know, he is an a amazing on-court player. He contributes to winning basketball. And I just think as Portland runs out of time to dig themselves mm-hmm. back into the Western Conference playoffs, they're just going to end up leaning on Nurkic more. You're going to see Whiteside in a reduced role. And I think by the time fantasy playoffs come around, Yusuf Nurkic 
is going to be the Portland center that you want to own. Yeah, because as much as I want to say that, you know, Whiteside is the lead leaguer in uh, blocks right now, and he's top four in rebounding, again, this is real life versus fantasy, and real life affects fantasy. So I like, I mean, literally, I think Whiteside's the best center, at least from what he was projected and where you picked him as far as value. He's definitely the best center. But you have, you know, the original guy coming back, known for winning. It's tough. I just can't imagine the lead Uyghur in blocks, top form rebounds, goes down that drastically. But then again, Nurkic is that good. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Whiteside by a hair, but that's why we do this. All right, and there you have it. Hopefully that gives you some different things to think about, some different perspectives. And that does it for the first episode of 2020 of Habanero Hoops. Again, like I said in the intro, we hope to uh, get some more of these out a little more regularly. I know we kind of took a big hiatus, but life happens. Schedules don't always align. We have a good plan moving forward. Anything you'd like to add, Michael? Uh, Nothing much except for tonight. Uh, We learned that Anthony Davis is still the crazy monster he is. Keep going with that. Um, Whiteside, no one ever thought he'd be this good, but will it last? All right, and thank you for listening to Habanero Hoops, the spiciest fantasy basketball podcast with the hottest takes. Have a good one. Till next time.